Hi, this is Vihan. And this is Bailey. And welcome back to our weekly podcast on Lord of the Flies. This week we're doing chapters 6 through 11. Okay, so chapter 6 starts out with whatever's left in the meeting and an undeniably failed. It's dark. It's getting dark now and it took a while for everybody to fall asleep. Suddenly there's an explosion in the air and it seems that there's a lifeless man dangling from a parachute. Rowling describes it as a message from the adult world. However, boys were all asleep when it happened. Vihan, what message do you think this man is conveying? Well, Bailey, as we know from before, there seems to be a devastating war going on outside the island. Golding also hints this through the fact, through the quote, the battle fought at 10 miles height. The message is the huge irony that the boys desire adults to create order and peace when the adults themselves can create even bigger scenes of chaos and conflict. Excellent point. Anyways, meanwhile, Sam and Eric are on duty uh, to keep watch of the fire that night when they soon find out that it goes out again. And carefully, they blew up the sparks and it lit again with more timber and they ended up gossiping about Ralph, Jack, and everyone else on the island. And it seems the twins do everything together and they are at a loss of individuality. Suddenly, they heard a noise in the dark. They heard a roar in the jungle and the boys were so scared that they couldn't move. Finally, when they were able to get their grips and run towards the, finally they were able to get their grips and run towards the shelters. They woke up Ralph and Piggy and frantically explained the presence of the beast. They wanted to attack him with their spears, but Ralph told them to lie down and stay still because it would be too dangerous. It was at this moment where the jungle was more dangerous than before. The boys' ring of safety shrunk down to just be um, a beachhead near their shelters, and the jungle was now becoming more of a true survival test. Eventually, Ralph told Sam and Eric to call an assembly where they explained the terrible image of the beast. However, Golding did not describe any form of the beast that Sam and Eric saw. The boys, be- the boys become <laughs> more defensive in creating a wall around themselves with their spears. Jack called a hunt. There was a massive argument on whether they should stay and ignore the beast or go and hunt it down and kill it. Finally, they decided that all the big, un- big uns should go and Piggy should ca- take care of the little ones. After eating, the boys left for the beast. Everyone seemed to believe in it except for Cyan, who was a younger big un. He thought the beast was an evil force within the boys themselves. Simon, walking in front of Ralph, felt a flicker of incredu- incredulity. A beast with claws and scratch that sat on a mountaintop that left no tracks and yet was not fast enough to catch Sam- Salmon Eric. However, Simon thought of this of the beast. There rose, there rose before his inward sight the picture of a human at once heroic and sick. Chapter 6. Now Simon, who was the more intuitive among the boys, was absolutely right, as we see in the coming chapters. It is what kept the boys as savage as they were about hunting blood and everything else. Anyways, they come up, on, um, come up upon a unexplored section of the island. Ralph told everyone to wait. While he goes and checks the place out, he did not believe in the beast and hoped that it didn't exist, but still that he's scared and there's nowhere to hide. The vast open ocean didn't exactly. Bailey, are you there? Bailey? Yeah, sorry, you disconnected. Uh... Crap, we're gonna oh, have to sorry. Uh, no, it's well, all good. I think the ocean represents mystery and death, as the ocean is one of the most unexplored regions in the world. The boys don't know what's lurking in the ocean, which could connote fear. 
Excellent point. Anyways, Jack uh, ended up joining Ralph in their search, and they eventually cleared the island, found no beasts. They thought it would be a good place to set up another base, but Ralph said no. When the boys start messing around with the rocks and the logs, Ralph said no again. They need to look for the beast on the mountain. I don't think this scene really shows how Ralph is losing control over the party boys. Rules don't really matter to them. It is an example of civilization versus savagery. Anyways, that's it for chapter 6. Stay tuned if you want to see chapter 7. It was getting dark, and the boys had stopped to eat some fruit. Ralph was noticing his filthy condition and how that was normal to him now. He was thinking of going home, but the ocean made it seem impossible. Simon tried to cheer him up with clever jokes, but it was all the same. Jack then interrupted them that they needed to hunt a pig. The next scene then cuts to Ralph's life like before the island with his log cabin outside of the city, his horse, and all of his books. Ralph couldn't help but dream. It seemed easier to remember the little things now than he didn't have them. Okay, so now they were on the hunt for a bigger pig, which was actually a boar. It was a mother, and it had big tusks, which made the boys caution themselves. There were many people who got injured, but Jack himself, but Ralph was able to get the boar right on the snout with his spear. He was so proud telling everyone about a shot. However, Jack wasn't so keen. He kept telling him he kept telling him that he shouldn't have thrown it so quickly, but deep down he was actually jealous. After their celebration, they questioned whether they should go to the mountain in the dark or go back to Piggy. Jack, per usual, wanted to climb the mountain in order to kill the beast, and he was able to convince everyone to come along. As they checked the mountain, they came across an unrecognizable mountain, which they believed the beast was hiding in. It now it was now that Ralph thought about Piggy and the Rollins and how they were going to be all alone all night when they went up to the mountain. He suggests that one of them should go and tell Piggy and the Rollins that they'd be back after dark. No one wanted to go out of fear of the dark, thick jungle until Simon stepped up. He went without asking them. Ralph then decided that they should travel through the pig run until he realized that that's the way to the mountain. Jack passive-aggressively asked why he didn't want to go up the mountain and if he was scared. Now, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Ralph asked Jack why he hated him. This is the moment that really turned the two former friends against each other. After a lot of argument, Jack ended up being the only one to climb the mountain with Roger and Ralph waiting by the fire. Everyone else went back to the shelters. Finally, Jack came back from the mountaintop and told Ralph and Roger that he'd seen something. Bailey, are you there? Bailey, are you there? Sorry, it disconnected again. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Eventually they climbed up the mountain, saw the bulging fire, fast asleep. Everyone was usually quiet, paralyzed. Okay, so chapter 8 starts out back at the shelters with Ralph describing the beast to Piggy. He believed there was no way they could defeat it. It didn't matter if it was day or if they had all the hunters in the world. Boys armed with sticks. That's what he called Jack's hunters. This would be important later. Jack went on to call a meeting to inform everyone that the beast exists. He said that they couldn't hunt it because Ralph said his hunters were no good. This triggered Jack into calling Ralph a coward and how he initially didn't go up the mountain to find the beast. He said he wasn't a hunter since he never got the meat and that he was someone who... 
Uh, suddenly, Jack called out a vote on whether Ralph should be chief or not. There was silence everywhere, and finally, the inevitable happened. Jack left Ralph and his followers to start a new clan with his choir group and some other victims. It was here Ralph knew much about. He knew it was Jack. Like, he called his name multiple times, but he never came back. The only person who was happy about this outcome was Piggy. Then Simon suggested the thing everyone knew they had to do. He said that they should they should climb the mountain and confront the beast. However, because of all the dread coming from this thought, Piggy suggested that they should make a new fire down by the beach, essentially starting out new again, but this time without Jack, another example of Piggy's intellect. Everyone thought this was such a great idea that they forgot how much time they actu- it actually took to make it. Even Piggy helped. It was when finished that they thought they realized they had only a few big ones left. It took much longer without Jack and his team. Ralph was pretty grim about this while wondering where everyone else was, especially Simon. Simon had gone into an open space with trees and all butterflies dancing about. This setting will become more important and one of the most important symbols in the novel. Yes, but in this moment in the story, Simon continues to just sit there, even when it starts to get too hot and he gets too stor- and too thirsty, while Jack starts to gather his new tribe where all they do is hunt and Jack is finally chief. In Jack's tribe, he decides that they won't bother with the beast and they'll just simply forget about it. Jack then suddenly offers that they should go and kill a pig for a feast at that moment, and everyone runs out and follows him on a hunt. After some time, they find where the pigs are lying in the shade and proceed to um, lay an attack on the pigs injuring one of them and scaring away the rest. The boys have to chase after the wounded pig where they find it stuck against a tree where they all proceed to madly stab at the pig until they're satisfied that it's dead. And now almost all the boys on the island have entered into the bloodlust that first consumed Jack. Definitely. Anyways, so Jack, um, while Jack is cleaning out the pig, he decides that they'll take the pig along the beach and they'll have a feast there. Here's Hero Roger, one of Jack's fateful hunters, prompts the question... Of how can we make fire? And fire in this novel is something the boys have established, not only most important things on the island, but it can only be made by sunlight reflecting on Piggy's glasses to make a flame. And Piggy's on the other tribe. This year, Jack decides that they just simply raid Ralph's tribe for the fire, since Jack's tribe has far more members. But here is where another critical thing happens that comes into play later in the book. Jack tells Roger to make a sharpened stick that is sharp on both sides while Jack starts cutting at the pig. Jack puts one end on, of the stick in the ground, leaves the pig's guts on the rock next to it, and sticks the pig's, pig's head on top of the stake. The boys stand there and listen to the sound of flies buzzing around the scene. Who's here where Jack's tribe finally leaves where they'll be resting, and where they were resting, and they head to the beach. But before they go, Jack makes an announcement saying that the pig's head is a gift for the beast. Meanwhile, Simon's still in his little house of leaves and vines um, somewhere in the jungle. Something assures him that it was bad, that everything's bad business, where Simon's is allowed that he knows that. This seems to spook Simon as he opens eyes and sees the gift for the beast, the pig's head on the stake. Suddenly, Simon's thoughts start to, stay, start to say something to him. It tells him to run and leave, to go back to the others, like a warning that Simon shouldn't be there. Simon then engages with a little conversation with his own head, where his thoughts, his head, says he should just leave and go back to the others, and Simon insisting that his voice is just a result of a headache or something he ate. And there is the return of the flies, the black blob on top of the pile of guts in the rock. 
and which soon finds Simon and Storm around him. Here's where the lore of the flies appears. They were black and iridescent green without number in front of Simon. The lore of the flies hung on a stick and grinned. Page uh, 138. And behind what archetypes or meanings come up along in this quote? Well, there's definitely the appearance of two archetypal symbols here, the colors of black and green. Black often symbolizes evil and chaos, both of which have experienced in its novel. And green often represents death and decay, which is right in front of Simon. Both of these archetypes filter into what the Lord of the Flies may mean. There's thought that the Lord of the Flies may be a reference to the devil, who is sometimes called the Lord of Filth and Dung, as the characters in the novel further ascend into evil as the story progresses. Excellent point, and what you told us behind this may filter into what happens next, which is Simon suddenly dares to around and he sees this figure with white eyes, dim eyes, and blood everywhere, whose gaze holds, holds something ancient. This may be the Lord of the Flies, or it could be Simon hallucinating. Maybe. Anyways, back at Ralph's camp, Piggy and Ralph start to discuss how they're going to maintain the fire they've started, as they don't have that many people. Ralph then suddenly says that he's scared, scared that nobody else in the island seems to understand the importance of the fire, and that, they're only, that they only care about hunting and getting meat, and hunting and meat isn't going to help them get rescued. No one spotted any, by any ship sailing by. True. Um, Ralph and Piggy then start to wonder what broke them all up. Piggy then makes a bold decision that it was Jack who broke everything up, and he's the one who first turned into this hunger for blood and this strange, overwhelming desire for getting meat. Suddenly, Jack's tribe runs out from the trees, face-painted, where they take small bits of fire and run away with it. Three of them just stand there, the tallest, Jack, who basically invites Ralph and what's left of his camp to a feast they're having of the pig that they hunted earlier, that they're having down on the beach. After the raid, Ralph's camp joins together, some scared, others worrying about the fire. Ralph states that the fire... It's the most important thing, even though he liked to put on war paint and run around. Someone has to keep the fire going in hopes of rescue. And if there's no fire, there's no smoke to be to been seen on the horizon for passing sheep for passing ships. Then one of the only victims on, on Ralph's side, Bill, takes the conch and proposes that they all go to the feast, talk to the folks about keeping the fire going, and maybe just getting some meat, having some fun while they're there. Everyone agrees, but Ralph, who proposes that they should, just, they should just go and get their own mate. But everyone else says that they don't want to go in the jungle, and everyone on Jack's tribe are all hunters anyways, and they're willing to share the meat with them. Yeah, but all the boys on Jack's side just end up sulking and feeling sorry for themselves that they don't have any meat. The scene then transitions back to Simon and the Lord of the Flies, engaged in some sort of conversation, where the Lord of the Flies has proceeded to try and convince Simon to just go back to the camp, because everyone is starting to think that he's going crazy, that that this Lord of the Flies is the reason that everything is the way that it is, and that there's no one else to help, no one else to help Simon but itself. Then Simon starts to convince himself that this isn't real, that he's just seeing things. Lord of the Flies gets very angry, starts to threaten Simon, and expand where Simon can only see black, commonly symbolizing evil, and and results in the end of Chapter Eight, as well as Simon losing his consciousness. Chapter 9 begins back in the perspective of Simon, whose nose has begun to bleed, and the flies have finally left him, returning to the guts of the pig. Simon then rises and starts to walk through the jungle, lead by some unseen force to the top of a mountain where he finds a figure sitting on the rock. The flies swarm towards the figure, resting under blue parsa coat. 
Simon lifts the material and finds a body moving by the wind blowing against it. And he throws up. When he's done, Simon frees the body um, from the rock so the wind doesn't move and the body doesn't move that way. Um, Simon then looks over the mountain to the feast at Jack's camp where he, he sees a fire and most all of the boys there. Simon then decides he should go tell the others that the beast is just a dead man being blown around by the wind. So he starts to head down the mountain when his legs give way and he starts to kind of tumble down. The human changes to Ralph and Piggy at the bathing pool, who have thought of nothing better to do that isn't going to Jack's party. Most of the boys at Ralph's camp have gone to Jack's party for the meet and having some fun. Ralph eventually gives up and gives into going to Jack's party to make sure nothing happens. Ralph and Piggy proceeds to head to Jack's party where they, Simon, and the two of the boys tending to the pig are all on the grass, singing, dancing, eating, drinking from coconut shells. As soon as Ralph and Piggy enter, two boys tending to the pig haul off some meat and burn Piggy with it, and everybody starts to laugh as you kind of dance around. And Jack seizes the laughter and gives Ralph and Piggy some. When everyone is done, Jack tells everyone to be quiet and sit down. He asks who will join his tribe as he can provide food and protection from the beast. Suddenly, Ralph speaks up and says that they chose him as chief, and the fire is far more important than chasing rocket picks. But Jack points out the bone in his hands and asks once again who will join his tribe. Several boys search. Piggy then tells Ralph that they should leave because they've had their meat. If they stay, there will be trouble. Ralph agrees and remarks about the darkness of the sky, the rain to come, and how they've got all the the shelters. Some of the boys start to get nervous, and Jack runs out onto the beach, yelling that they should dance. This dance is more of a game. Roger becomes the pig, while everyone else, the hunters, chase him, yelling some sort of battle chant about killing the beast. Suddenly, something stumbles down the hill, what the hunters assume to be the beast, and they seem to close in a bash upon the beast who is actually Simon, who's just fallen down the mountain, and saying something about a dead man on the mountain. The body he found at the end of chapter 8 and has decided to tell everybody about. Simon eventually breaks free of the crowd and tries to escape towards the sea, where the crowd chases after him and basically beat him to death. And that's the death of Simon, killed by the very people he was supposed to trust. Yeah, and at the end of the chapter, Golden goes into this description of the sea and some of the creatures that lay within it as the tide picks up Simon's body and carries it out to the sea. Alright, so chapter 10 begins with Piggy and Ralph discussing, discussing how many are left on Jack's tribe. Ralph's tribe. They count them, Sam and Eric, and some little one. Not much as they lost many to Jack's tribe because of the party. And eventually, Ralph and Piggy go to the platform and sit down there. Ralph seems very shaken that the hunters killed Simon, and Piggy starts to insist that it's because Simon was fatty, and he was asking for it, and it was an accident. But Ralph doesn't seem convinced. Then Sam and Eric show up, and they say they got lost in the jungle collecting wood, that they left early from the feast. Neither Sam and Eric, Piggy, or Ralph want to talk about what happened at the dance, so they agreed that they all left early. The next scene starts with Roger heading to Castle Rock, which they discovered in Chapter 7. He then proceeds to have a conversation with someone where they discuss Jack and as a chief and how well he's been as far as meat hunting, but he gets angry and tied up one of the boys, whose name is Wilfred, for a reason that Roger doesn't even know. Roger then turns and realizes that it's Jack and a newly beaten Wilfred that is sitting there, and he climbs down the rock and sits with the rest of the tribe. Jack then announces that they'll go hunting again the next day and steal their fire again for another feast. 
and if they come back, they'll dance. And at the mention of this, everyone gets very quiet after what happened to Simon the previous night. No one wants to discuss dancing anymore. Yeah. Um, the next scene starts with Ralph, Peggy, and Samuel trying to start a fire. Since the wood is damp, it's not lighting well, and everybody's tired of pulling logs. They don't need, and they need a lot more wood to keep a big fire like the one they've started in Ralph's camp going. Piggy and Sam and Eric start to wish for things like a radio, a boat, a plane to get home, which Ralph states there's no point in wishing on those things because they can't get them home. But the smoke produced by the fire will, which is why they need to keep it running. Yeah, so Ralph, Piggy, and Sam and Eric retire to the shelter where after some time they start to hear noises, which someone has accused Ralph of making. The noises continue and then something knocks down one of the shelters and the dark figures who caused it run away. Figure came to the conclusion that it was Jack and his hunters messing with them, trying to convince the little ones that it wasn't the beast, just Jack and his hunters. So, chapter 10 ends with a short paragraph of Jack and his tribe walking away um, from Ralph's cramp, um, cap, camp to Castle Rock. Awful of triumphant energy because they didn't steal the conch, they had stolen Piggy's broken glasses. That's it for this week. Tune in next time for chapters 11 and 12, plus the end of Lord of the Flies.